Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Josh Miller, serial entrepreneur, real estate professional, co-founder and CEO of Epic Realty. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks, AJ. And you know, I just want to say I'm really, really impressed that you said the name of our company correctly. <laughs> because uh, for a lot of people, you know, it's spelled kind of crazy. The EPI, the QUE kind of throws people off. So I usually hear uh, Epic or uh, Epique, Epiqua. So I, I'm, I was very excited to hear you say that correctly with, without any instruction from me. So thanks for that. That's very impressive. Thank you very much. In fact, your, your resume is very impressive. You went to Harvard, but you dropped out. Why did you do that? <laughs> I'm a very proud Harvard, Harvard dropout, actually. Uh, so I, uh, you know, at the time, I, I actually um, had, had started working for a, a big retail company, and I moved up very quickly, uh, And even though, you know, I was going to school and stuff. So I, uh, I was making really good money at the time. So I was making... Um, six figures and this was back when 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 you know making six figures was a lot of money i mean it's it's still good money you know here in the u.s but i was i was making what i was making what harvard graduates make (laughs) if you look up like what what do you make when you graduate and it's like well the average person makes around this this pay and i was already making that and i'm thinking I'm already making it. And, and at the time I was just really stressed, you know, I was, I was working really hard and, and I was, and I was making money and I kind of had a life going on and, 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 you know, I was, I was you know, uh, just kind of living life, right. I, I wasn't a traditional student where I was, you know, just worried about my classes and my studies. I had a, an actual full life. And so, uh, and so I was doing that. Well, I got an opportunity with the company I was with to move and it was like a thousand miles away or something. Okay. You know, the U S is a big country. So it was like a thousand miles away. And I thought this is a lot more money. This is, I'm, what am I going to do? By the way, my field of study and, and cause they don't have majors. So you're, you just have something called a field of study, your field of study. My field of study was economics. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those, you know, focuses like, what do you do with that? You know, run for politics. I mean, you become an economics teacher. What do you what, what do you do with that? And so it kind of seemed um, silly, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, because people go to college for different reasons, uh, but a lot of people uh, go to college to increase their opportunities uh, for a better job. And uh, also at the time, I had started um, two businesses on my own. So I had two businesses. I'm working full time and going to. It was just crazy. So I decided that I was going to take a sabbatical and go follow this this job and follow these companies and see where that led uh and so and so i i i moved i i just didn't go back and uh haven't been back (laughs) now i'm I'm 41 now so it's been quite a while since uh since i was in school but you know maybe one day when i have some free time who knows when that'll be uh but when i have some free time i'll I'll, I'll pick back up my studies and, and, and finish. But uh, for me, it was a good experience. It was great. Um, you know, it, it, for a lot of people, I'm sure it sounds very prestigious. For me, it was um, it was a lot of work. And it was, I was, didn't feel like I was going to get anything out of it that I didn't already have. It, you know, I was going to learn some information, but I wasn't going to learn um, how to do what I wanted to do, which is to be an entrepreneur uh, and to kind of make my way in the world. 
And so uh, that's what I really what I wanted to focus on. I wanted to skip all that whole middle ground stuff and jump right, just jump forward into the next stage very impatiently. And so uh, I, I guess I blame the impatience of youth uh, on on why you know I just want to jump to the next stage. I don't want to wait, as a lot of young people I'm sure can relate or, to. Or, or may, maybe the practicality of this particular young man when he was you know at that particular stage in his yeah. life because it turned out to be well now you are you are the founder you are the ceo of a big company and in fact whether you take up books again or not that mm -hmm. will be decided by you at a later date but as of now you teach agents how to become experts in their communities and how to build their own personal brand and you yeah. know you speak at real estate event, uh, events build mobile apps and websites and all you and, and you find still find some time to nap uh, with your with your pub, you know that, that's wonderful. That's that's a good life. Why would you want to change it? But to understand yeah. from you, uh, Josh, is that why real estate and and why Epic? When did this happen? And and why disruptive tech brokerage for modern realtors? Is it is it the future that you have seen much before it unfold? It is unfolding for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I feel like we are in the future now. You know, when I was a kid, I can remember, I don't know if you if you guys ever did these kind of exercises, but I remember when I was a kid, they had these exercises of, let's write down what the world will look like in the year 2000. It just seemed like a really, really crazy year to think of, you know, and I, I was born in the 80s. So it, it seemed like a, a really, a, a, just a very futuristic year. 2020 seemed like a very futuristic year. And, uh, and, and I, when 2020 came around, I thought, Where's the flying cars? Where's the where's the jetpacks that I was going to take to school? You know, where's all these things that they promised us when we were a kid? But I do feel like we're actually getting there now. I feel like that the technology is really really getting there now. And technology has been my passion uh, forever. As you mentioned, I'm I'm, I'm an app developer. When uh, when the first um, when iPhone first came out uh, in 2007, uh, you know, I got it. It was it was a good phone. It was kind of a you know, it broke a lot of barriers for for other companies to kind of create smartphones, and um, and so in the 2008 <clears throat> they started allowing apps and they released their their SDK, uh, their software development kit, and I had no experience in programming. Uh, you know, I I, I, I I my job at the time was a marketing position, but I was fascinated by it and I thought this is this is the future. These kind of like mobile applications. This is this is crazy. And so I, I'm a self-taught uh, uh, mobile app developer. So I, I, I taught myself how to how to build them for um, iPhone and Android, and I've and I've done several several apps since then. Uh, but it, I really I really have always always been a nerd, I guess, and <laughs> very into technology. But um, yeah, so so how I got to real estate and combining these kind of two passions is um, my, well, my background before real estate uh, was um, marketing. So uh, right before real estate, I was doing marketing. So I was doing things like um, I was building apps, of course, uh, but I was doing things like billboards and TV commercials and radio commercials and SEO and website design. And then I was doing graphic, you know, a lot of graphic design and things like that. And um, a friend of mine, she was uh, in in real estate and we worked for the same company. She she got her real estate license and decided to kind of follow her passion to real estate and said, you should do this. You should get into real estate. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I, I have a thing. I'm in. I'm into my thing. Uh, so finally, one day, I I, I kind of looked into it. I finally listened and, and just looked into it. 
And I realized that when you're a real estate agent, um, a lot of real estate agents think that to sell a home, you have to be good at sales. And I'll hear that a lot now when I talk to agents. I'll ask them, why did you get into real estate? And they'll tell me, oh, well, I was selling cars or I was selling these widgets or I was selling this thing. And now, and I thought maybe I should sell houses. Uh, the problem is, is you don't actually sell houses. Uh, you are a matchmaker. You know, when you're selling a, 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 a even a car, even though a car is expensive, you can kind of talk people into a car that maybe they wouldn't otherwise get, right? You can't do that with a house. No one's going to be dropping that kind of money on something they're not absolutely in love with. You're not going to be able to talk. So, and then also you're not allowed in, in the U S you're not allowed to um, push your client to get something that would be bad for them. Cause you have a, what's called a fiduciary responsibility to do what's right. best for your client. And so there's no selling involved. It's kind of a, just a silly uh, term for us to really even be using, but uh, cause it's a matchmaking process, but you're kind of just representing them in the transaction and helping them, you know, match them with the right home. So, um, but anyway, I, uh, what I realized about when I realized this was before I got my license, I realized that, you know, it's a, a position where you're matchmaking and you're representing. Uh, then I realized that to be a good real estate agent, it wasn't about your sales ability. It was about your marketing ability because you spend a significant more than half your time finding clients. Right. So if anybody out there is in any kind of sales, you know that a big chunk of your time is spent, uh, you know, trying to find leads, trying to find clients, trying to find customers uh, and trying to build your your business portfolio if you want to actually make enough money to survive. And so um, so I realized that it was a marketing position that you are going to have to build your own brand. You're going to have to market yourself. You're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to use all these tools in your tool belt. To me, somebody who says they have a background in sales, I'm thinking, that's great. You could be the best agent in the world. You could be the best salesperson in the world. But if you don't have any clients, what are you going to do with that? Uh, and where are you going to where are you going to find someone to sell them? You have to, you know, when you sell cars on a car lot, people come to you, right? You're there. People show up and say, "I'd like to buy a car," and you help. You know, right. that doesn't happen in real estate. You're at your house. No one's showing up at your house saying, "Hey, can you help me buy a house?" You have to go find them. You're knocking on their door asking them if they want to sell. You're out there looking for buyers and sellers. So imagine you worked at a dealership, but there are no cars on the lot and you had to go knock on people's door and say, would you like to buy a car? Uh, and so it's it's very, very, very different. Um, and so once I realized it was a marketing position, I got really excited about it because I love marketing and, and branding and, and all of that. That was my what I was doing at the time. And so I decided to get my real estate license, uh, and and this, uh, and so it was a situation where I got my real estate license, decided to use the, the the marketing, and then I realized that, re what's called RE Tech, real estate technology was um, was really blowing up, and it was there were a bunch of CRMs coming out and a bunch of kind of new things, more than just you know, Zillow, you know what people know, uh, and so there was there was there's a lot coming out for real estate agents, and you know I just. I got to marry three things that I, I absolutely love, which is technology, marketing, and branding, uh, and then now my my newer love, real estate, into 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 one thing. Uh, and I guess my fourth love would be um, training. I have a lot of background in sales training and training salespeople, and um, so I thought this is this is great. I get to do training. I get to do marketing and branding. I get to do real estate. I get to 
you know, do all of these things that I, I in technology and I get to marry them all together into one really cool thing. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I got into real estate. Right, Josh. Price. I looked at your website and it says the future has arrived. You yeah. are at this disruptive tech brokerage. How is it? What do you guys do exactly? How do you do? How is it different than, you know, other real estate uh, companies? Yeah, very. So um, what I learned, when I, I'll tell you, let me tell you my first inter I interviewed a brokerage, right? So I just got my license. Uh, then you go, you interview with a real estate company and then they have to sponsor you, right? So you, you, know, you have to be a part of, you have to have a, a supervising broker or brokerage like a company. So I'm not going to say the name of the brokerage. Let's just say it was a really big international company. So I go into, into their office to interview. It ended up being a group interview. There were like, I don't know, 11, 12 people there, which I didn't know it would be. But I, but I go in and I have this long list of questions. You know, I, I wrote out like, like 30 questions. I had something obnoxious. Uh, so I get there. The, um, the lady from the company, she doesn't really tell us much about, um, about the company. She then... Um, she just kind of tells us kind of the basics about the company. Um, and then she just kind of says, you know, gives us paperwork to fill out, to join the company without interviewing us, which I thought was kind of strange. Uh, and then she says, um, she says, uh, does anybody have any questions? So I look around the room. No, it's dead silent. Nobody has a question. Right. So I'm sitting here. I have 30 questions. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like Oh, great. I'm going to be that guy, the guy with 30 questions. <laughs> so it's like, so I said, okay, I don't want to be that guy. So I raised my hand. I said, all right, I'll just ask one question. Just one. That's it. Uh, so I just literally just picked a random question. My question that I ended up asking her was, okay, so you guys are going to be taking 30% of my commission. You're also going to be taking another 6% for the franchise fee and another 10% for a coach you're forcing me to get. You know, you guys are going to be taking about 50% of my commission in total on every deal. Are you guys going to be doing half the work or, you know, how, how does this work? You know, are you guys going to actually, and so the lady, she actually laughed. She kind of like laughed at my question and she said, no, we're not going to be doing your work for you. You're an independent contractor. This is your work. Uh, but we're here if you have questions. And I thought, okay, I'm giving half my money to do kind of nothing and except answer questions if I have them. Right. So I thought, well, that's, that's kind of silly. Then I really kind of thought, this is weird because I thought this was an interview and I come, I was coming from a corporate background where the company interviews you. Well, come to find out this company, which is the largest in the world, they just take on anybody. You have a license and a heartbeat. You got a position. It's not like you see in the movies where a real estate agent works for a company. They have an office, a desk, they have a supervisor that's there who can promote them or demote them or give them a pay. That's not how it works. You are independent. You're an independent contractor. These companies uh, are supposed to supervise you. Uh, and But really, they're kind of just there if you have questions. They'll reach out to you if you make a mistake, of course. Uh, you know, if you hit some kind of metric, you might get like an, an email that says congratulations, usually automated uh, from the system, what you, hit, what you hit a certain sales goal. But there's, it's not like having an office job. It's not like having a sales job at all. And that's fine. That's, that part's completely fine. I get that. Everybody's an independent contractor. Cool. Makes sense. Uh, what I didn't like was that you're kind of just, you're like thrown out into the deep end. 
And and I know that that is a, a, a way, and there's a lot of agents who love that. I love that actually. But um, when you throw someone into the into the the deep waters, and it's kind of like a sink or swim mentality, the only people that survive are sharks. That's who survives, right? So you end up with an industry full of sharks that run everything, and then everyone else is eaten alive. Okay, and and you know the reality is, is most real estate agents they're not sharks. They are they're your neighbor. They're your friend. They're your, you know, uh, someone you go to church with or school with. They're they're your your cousin, your aunt, your uncle. These are these are uh, people who are just normal, regular people trying to make a living. And um, the reality is that these these sharks, because it's a sink or swim environment, they come in and they just gobble everything up. And and it's hard to make a a, a career out of it if you're not a shark. Now that might be for a lot of people. I'm sure that sounds great, right? It's uh it's uh you know, only the strong survive, like social Darwinism. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it's it's not great for the clients. If you're a client, you're trying to sell your home or you're trying to have somebody represent you, it's hard to know if they represent your best interest when they're a shark. You know, are, are you just a number to them? Are you just the next deal to them? Are they going to tend to take the time with you? Um, do they really care about your best interest? They're just trying to get the next biggest commission uh, or their next commission. So, so anyway, I, I didn't like that part. I didn't like the brokerages will take on anybody. I didn't like the brokerages didn't do anything for their agents at all. And so what I want to do is something totally different. So I wanted, uh, so our, our company, let me tell you, the foundation of Epic is completely different because, uh, and I'll tell you something funny. We, <laughs> it was like maybe five years ago, I was, I was trying to get a loan for something and uh, the loan guy was not in the US uh, and, and that's fine. But he was, he was asking me about real estate. He goes, okay, so you work for this company. And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, this is my old brokerage. He goes, you work for this company? I said, yeah. He goes, uh, do you have uh, a W-2, which shows your, you know, the money you made from that brokerage? I said, well, no, they don't give you W-2s because I'm an independent contractor. And he goes, okay, well, do you have anything showing they paid you? And I said, no, I pay them. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean you pay them? I was like, well, I get paid and then I pay them. They get like a, a split, you know. And he said, uh, he goes, so where does the money come from? And I said, well, usually it comes from the sale of a home. It comes from the title company, uh, the escrow company. And he goes, he's like, okay, hold on. You work for them and you have no W-2 and you pay them, but they're your supervisor. And I said, yeah. And he just, in his mind, it was a scam. He just, I think he really thought I was scamming him. He was just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You pay your boss, what? And that's, that's kind of how it's set up. So, uh, so, so to go back, uh, Epic is very different. For one, Epic is an agent-owned company. So when you join, when agents join, they actually uh, become shareholders in the company. Uh, so it's an agent-owned company. Um, so, so that's one thing that's a little bit different about that. Um, but when we started the company, the idea was, what would it look like if the brokerage actually did some work? Like, is that possible? Could could the brokerage actually and the broker actually do work for the agents? And uh, and and I don't know if this is the case there, but I'll tell you the case in the United States with these brokerage companies is there's almost like a race to the bottom. They're trying to they're charging less, which is great, but they're also doing less. They're not. It's not like they're increasing their value and charging less. They are. They're saying, join us. We'll charge you nothing, and we'll give you nothing. And we'll do nothing. 
and you know that, and that's it and so i wanted to go the other way uh, really i wanted to say like there's a lot of people out here that could use help a lot of agents that don't know what they're doing there's a lot of busy agents who need help because they have too much on their plate and so so now we do <clears throat> we do everything for our agents we do all of their paperwork if they want they can still do it themselves but we can do all their paperwork we do their marketing for them we post their social media accounts we we have more technology than any brokerage has ever offered. Um, we we just do so. We our agents get like free billboards. They get we pay for their headshots, the photos for the homes. We pay for, you know, they have a unlimited car wash membership. I mean, they don't even wash their own cars. You know, <laughs> we, we do we do right. so much for them that it really is obnoxious. Uh, the list is so long. The amount of things that when benefits we have that usually the question I get for people is. Uh, what's the catch? Like, that's the question I get the most. I'll, I'll they'll say, what's the catch? I actually have one agent who's, he's with us. He's, he's been with us for a while now. Uh, he told me that when he joined, he joined to see what the catch was. He was like, there's gotta be some kind of, I'm waiting to see. He's very skeptical. And he's waiting, he said, I've been waiting for the shoe to drop now for, for a while. And, uh, it just hasn't. And I'm like, no, it's, it is what it is, you know, uh, we're not uh, we're not out here over promising and under delivering. We're just telling you what we do, uh, and so so yeah. I would say so. I guess your question was what makes us different. I would say everything because our our idea of the way the company should be structured is different, and that filters through every aspect of our company. So our from the way our support works, we have three hundred sixty five day support. It could be a holiday. It could be anything. We're 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 there for our agents to, to support them. Uh, to the amount of technology and benefits we supply. I mean, we have everything from like healthcare to, I mean, we have a lot going on. Right. We're always adding right. stuff. So Josh, in, in this case, let's look at it from the customer point of view, from the consumer point of view. What difference have they seen in the term type, type of deliveries that uh, real estate brings to them? How does your real estate uh, agent who is listed with you, he deals with the customer. What extra does he bring to the customer where uh, which the customer is not getting or a house uh, buyer is not getting anywhere else? Because this will yeah. show the new trend that's happening in the real estate industry. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you get an agent, no matter what brokerage they're from, they're, the experience you get is only as good as that agent a lot of times, right? So if the agent... Um, has very little support and they're Googling questions to their client's answers, it's not a great scenario if you're their client, right? So, and that happens, you know, a client will ask you something, you don't know the answer. And if you have no support, you have no support. So when when a buyer or seller uses one of our agents, they actually have a full team of support. Um, for one, our agents don't just get support from the brokerage. They actually get, um, we do a mentorship program where they get assigned uh, uh, kind of like an expert, a real estate expert. That's their one-on-one -on -one mentor. They get that person's cell phone number. They can call them. They can text them. Uh, and they always have that. There are brokerages that have coaching and mentorship, but usually you uh, only get them for, you know, three deals or six months or something, something a very short amount of time. And then you're on your own for the rest of your career. Uh, that's not how it works with us. You have a one-on-one -on -one mentor. You have a lot of layers of support. So if your client has a question, it's very easy to get an answer quickly uh, to that question for one. Uh, but for two, um, it, we have a lot of tools that our agents have that just other places don't. So like, for instance, if you're selling your home and you have an agent that's that's going to be listing your home, 
uh, usually what happens is an agent will take your home, they'll put it online that it's for sale on the MLS. And um, that's kind of it. They do some showings and that's the extent of their marketing. Uh, and every agent is a little bit different. Obviously, agents can do their own marketing and they can promote things and have an ad budget and all that stuff. A lot of them don't. They just don't have the money to do it or they don't have the skill set to know what to do. Right. So a lot of agents are not also trying to be marketing directors. Right? They don't know how right. to do it. They don't even know how to create like a Facebook ad, you know, and we do. So what we do is we actually do all of that for our agents. So if they get a listing, they get a new thing. We actually run as a company, we run paid ads on Facebook and Instagram uh, for for those listings. And we also send out email blasts. So these email blasts go to every agent in the area. So if that agent has a client who may be interested in it, they get an extra, I mean, of course they can see it online, but they get an extra email blast like, hey, this is just listed. Uh, so uh, not only that, we, we promote it internally and we also promote it externally. But so basically if you're selling your home, you're gonna get a lot more exposure uh, to your home than if you just signed up with just a regular real estate agent from you know ABC Realty or whatever it is. Uh, but um, so that that's one big difference. Uh, so the, I would say the support for the agent um, and then the training. So what's funny is there's so many brokerages out here that are like well known for their training, you know, and then you find out that training is like a week long and then it's over <laughs> in that week. They basically just tell you how to, how to, how to, you know, market yourself. They don't tell you how to be a good agent. And so, uh, we have daily, we have training every single day. So we have live training every single day. Uh, last year we did a hundred, um, 157 hours of live training. Um, our mentors clocked over 1800 one-on-one -on -one hours with our agents. Um, you know, we supplied thousands of listing photos we did. Um, oh, our, uh, our views of our homes from our paid ads on Facebook and Instagram for our listings. Um, those were over 1 million impressions. So we are, we are really pushing what we can do for our agents to be more competitive, um, to stand out in a listing appointment. Uh, and then for our clients to be able to sell their home, sell it quickly. Um, we also have stuff for our buyers too. So our buyers, not only do they get an agent who has a big support team of people that are helping them sell their home. Um, they, uh, we also have uh, things that are called like, like circle prospecting and, and things like that, where we can go out and try to find them a home that's not on the market. Right. Right. And so, so Josh, uh, we have a lot of those stories. Now, Josh, I was asking is that should we understand that technology is bringing a lot of this level playing field between the normal normal bro uh, brokers and and the sharks uh, and the big sharks? Is it is it working yeah. that way? Yeah. So yes, it is. And so, um, it, which is a great point because. Um, you know, the, the people who do a lot of business, uh, you know, and I'm, I have a lot of friends who are, who are high volume realtors and, and they work so hard. And so I don't I want to say that that when I say sharks, I don't mean that as a negative thing. I actually mean that as a compliment because, you know, I would consider myself a shark in a lot of ways. But I mean that as a compliment. But I, I, I do recognize that it does. You know, there's it is a, a zero sum game in a lot of ways. There's only so many listings. You know, it's a limited number. You know, of course, that doesn't tell you what you're going to do. But, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who are great agents. They're just not sharks, even though they're amazing agents. And then there are people who are have a lot of deals who aren't great agents. So, you know, I just want to kind of put that out there. Uh, but, 
Yes, I, I will say technology is definitely lay, uh, leveling the playing field for sure. And that's a great way to put it because um, agents are able now to access reports and, and, and knowledge and uh, resources and training and things like that. They're just not able to, to access. They wouldn't otherwise be able to access. Right. So is it is it that customers going forward or even now are demanding much more uh, information about houses uh, than earlier on? Earlier, it was just a straightway visit to the house. But now yeah. you've got uh, those pictures. Then even, you know, uh, with, with time, do you see all this virtual reality, augmented reality, all this coming in into, you know, this whole real estate business and especially yeah. you know the type of houses that they want to see how does it work much more smarter houses especially maybe in the luxury luxury housing system uh, you know uh, market and all how do you see this whole thing coming up for the future you know so that whatever yeah. you say a lot of people not just in india because india is also a big growing market in real mm -hmm. estate and all but across the world people would uh, not only learn about these things but also try to integrate this sort of technology to be future ready. Yeah, I will say that 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 home buyers and sellers have more information than ever, uh, and so a lot of times a home buyer or will think that all the agent does is um, find them a home, and they're like, "I can do that. I have I have the Zillow app on my phone. What, what do I need an agent for?" And then you find out that that there's a lot of things an agent can do. Uh, that you're not going to be able to do yourself. So, and 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 a lot of agents don't realize they need to make that connection with their with their. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I was um, had a, a listing, and I had a, a couple that came and they looked at the home, and I said, you know, do you have an agent helping you find these homes? They said, no, 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 we don't need an agent. We have Zillow. We're just looking, you know. And I said, okay, well, great. Well, you know, Zillow's great, but it doesn't show you everything. For one, it's not going to tell you if this home ever flooded. It's not going to tell you if there's been any insurance claims because of damage to the home. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to tell you if you're in a, I'm in Houston. We have to worry about flooding a lot, right? So uh, it's not going to tell you if, any, any, if this area flooded. It's not going to tell you anything about the, you know, there's a lot of things it's not going to tell you that are accessed only by by real estate agents. So I let them know like, hey, I'm not pushing you to, to be your agent. But if you see a home that you do like, let me know. I can get all this. I can pull all these records and things for you because I have access to stuff that Zillow doesn't have access to. And so, and I've gotten a lot of clients by, by kind of showing what I offer that they're not going to be able to get online. So there is this idea from a lot of people that the technology means that they're not going to need a real estate agent. Uh, I tell real estate agents who think about, I've had real estate agents worried that they're going to be replaced by an app, you know? And, uh, and I'm like, look, it's not, <laughs> not anytime soon. I'll tell you that because not in your lifetime. Uh, just because it is, um, it's kind of messy. Real estate is a messy thing. It's the most expensive thing you'll ever do in your entire, everybody watches the most expensive thing you'll ever do in your entire life is real estate. And a lot of people are not going to leave that up to an app. Okay. It is not. People don't do it for cars. There's still car lots. People aren't selling cars only online. You know, uh, I remember when they said that online forms would replace lawyers. I remember them saying that in the like late nineties, you know, uh, there's still lawyers. You know, I remember people saying QuickBooks would replace accountants. There's still accountants. You know, there's it's uh, these things are still going to exist uh, because it's it's uh, smart people know that they're going to need some kind of help and representation uh, with with something that's this expensive. Uh, and and they know that every deal is a little messy anyway. So you're going to need someone to help negotiate that kind of stuff uh, in, in a different way, a third party person.
but as far as yeah the technology the technology for um yeah you mentioned like smart homes and things like that um it, these new construction homes are are are, are pretty amazing uh, as far as the technology i don't know that we're quite at the what i would consider a smart home you know i grew up on the jetsons so to me a smart home is a robot made and a moving uh moving sidewalk in your home but um yeah we, we're not quite there yet uh but yeah technology is is definitely changing real estate all over um all over the uh the world uh, i will say that um in the cities, it's a little bit different. So I know a lot of people are moving out to more rural areas and places that used to be rural are now becoming suburban areas and suburban areas now becoming cities. And 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 so there definitely is, is a lot of sprawl, at least here in Texas where everything's kind of spread out. But, uh, you know, cities are changing. Homes are a little smaller. People are living a little closer together than they probably like. You know, yards are smaller, things like that. Uh, but, um, you know, the future of real estate, the reality is, is real estate will always be real estate. Because there, uh, there's there's no more land. We're not making any more land, right? There's only so much of it. Um, every square foot of land will be sold and resold and resold and resold over and over and over until the end of time. And so, you know, it's about being the person who's there to help sell that foot of square foot of land. I mean, so the reality is is that we it's a it's a limited asset. Uh, it's a, it's a, only a certain quantity of, of livable land and we are, we're going to keep selling it over and over and over as people move around. So, uh, so real estate isn't, isn't changing in that, in that fundamental way yet, uh, where people are still going to have to buy land and, and sell it, buy a house, sell it. Uh, it's going to be like that for a very long time. Right. Right. So with so much of technology coming in, into in this process of buying a house uh, do you think uh, as a real estate broker is it is it helping them or is it that in some time uh, the technology may in fact reduce the role of a human broker how do you see that how do you see that in the future to come yeah, I think it's helping. Um, it, it, I do. Um, and, and we haven't gotten to the point where the robots have completely taken over. And like I said earlier, I don't think we're anywhere near that. Uh, but the um, it's definitely helping because it makes things a little bit easier for, for both sides, right? So um, the collaboration tools that we have nowadays are just amazing. This we're, we're on a collaboration tool right now. This is, you know, being able to talk live, you know, across the world instantly. Um, but, you know, now um, I'll give you an example. When clients work with with our agents uh let's say you're on let's say i'm your agent you're on my website looking for homes right um, i can collab we have tools where i can collaborate with you you can leave a note saying hey i like this one what do you think and i could say well i just looked it up and this home flooded in 2017 and i can leave we can leave notes for each other you know in, inside that you can save homes you can request showings automatically i can use technology to go in and request showings for for us as well uh, and so this, this, these tools are making things a little bit easier for everybody. Um, real estate has been very hard. There was a time where if you wanted to see a home that was for sale, you had to drive neighborhoods and look for signs, uh, or you had to go into a real estate office and go through a big paper book of homes, you know, and you didn't get to see a lot of pictures, which is a lot of descriptions. And, and that was a kind of a, a, I probably would say a time consuming and tedious process for a lot of people. Uh, and so it took a long time to sell homes. Uh, now homes sell faster because of the technology, because people can see what's for sale, when it's for sale, how long it's been on the market, see all the pictures. 
you know, and, and, and have access to that home pretty quickly. Uh, I, I would say that for real estate brokerages, um, I think that real estate brokerages are going to become more and more tech savvy. They're going to need to be uh, in order to compete. Uh, and and there are companies out there that tout their technology, uh, which I think is funny because a lot of them, they offer like one software and they say, we're a tech company. And I'm like, you have one thing and it's not even that great. And everybody has that one thing. It's a CRM. We all have CRMs. You know, how are you? You know, but uh, but yeah, they're going to get more and more tech savvy and, and build into it. And so we are. We are, I think we are about three years ahead of what the average brokerage would use as far as technology. And our 2023 tech that we have coming out that I can't even talk about right now, what I talked a little bit about on our last internal agent meeting. I talked a little bit about some of the tech we have coming out, but it, it's absolutely insane. It's a game changer technology. And so uh, it will make it a lot easier for our agents to stay competitive. Uh, it will make it a lot easier for them to help their clients. Uh, I will say our agents get more time with their clients because we are doing a lot of that work. We're we're doing the paperwork. They're not up till three in the morning doing it. We're posting to their social media for them so they don't have to sit around and think about like, oh, I got to post something. You know, we're we're doing a lot of stuff for them so they have a lot more time to focus on what matters, the relationship. You know, something that a something that a, an AI couldn't give you. You know, building that relationship. Right. Right, Josh. How do people connect with you? How do brokers who want to, you know, be on your platform and gain from it? How do yeah, you- yeah. So, uh, you know, we have a, a simple website that just kind of breaks down everything that that we do, and and we do webinars every day and, and talk to agents. We we we're a new company, so we actually haven't been around for very long, uh, but we're growing very very fast. And so, uh, our, our website is joinepic.com, uh, joinepique.com. Uh, uh, you know, we're also pretty pretty big on like instagram and things like that so you can find us at epic realty there uh but yeah just just look for us you'll find us we're we're everywhere <laughs> right right i'm sure i'm sure uh with with some new technology coming in uh as you said will come in uh, coming in sometime in 2023 i'm sure this whole industry will change for the better for the benefit of the customer and people will be able to use technology as a friend, both from the customer side as well as from the brokerage side. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us. Okay, thanks. 